Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hour number two of the Get Right with Reggie KG on your home of the American League champion, Texas Rangers. 105, three of the fan, Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula. What up? Larry D. Flores holding it down for you here. Really appreciate you joining us on this hump night edition, RJ Choppy of the Get Right here on 105, three of the fan. Mavericks in action tonight in San Antonio as Victor Wimbanyama officially gets welcomed to the NBA. Mavericks Spurs tip off in 28 minutes. We got to get you ready for that game as Luka Doncic and company begin their latest. Mavericks campaign this season at Kevin Gray Sports at Reg at Atula. Yes. If you want to get at us on Twitter coming up here in 18 minutes, Jess Navarez of the Pro Football Network covering the Dallas Cowboys is going to be joining us as the Cowboys got back on the practice field today ahead of their Sunday uh, afternoon matchup against the Los Angeles Rams at AT&T Stadium. By the way, uh, did you realize that the Cowboys – only one home game, which is on Sunday, in a 41-day span. Huh. I think, you know, we talked about this. Because mm-hmm. when you were doing a little looking at the calendar a few weeks back, you were like, huh, that's an interesting uh, oddity. But look, man, that's that's lead for you, I guess. You know, you're going to have a whole bunch of these. They'll be home quite a game. bit in November, yeah, for so sure. It'll just kind of break that way. Uh, shout out to the 469 on the com text line. I'm going to... The World Series on Friday. Shout out to you. Sounds uh, look sounds like that's going to be a blast. Make a whole bunch of noise. A lot of noise. And have a good time because, look, man, the last time you had not even had an opportunity to do this was, what, 12 years ago? That's right. That's right. These things aren't necessary. Look, and this team is built really well. There's not maybe that you, you can't guarantee that it comes back around. Enjoy while you got it. Truckbread.com text line 877-881-1053. We are very excited because this is the uh, basketball show of record on 105.3 The Fan. Okay, just going, well, sure. I mean. I mean, I don't disagree. Okay, then. I just never really put uh, words to it. Speaking of never putting words to it, you, as you were teasing the idea of, hey, man, this is, you know, Mavs, an opportunity, welcome Wemby to the league. I was like, oh, That's wow. Right. I did not really think about it. But, yeah, the Mavs have been tasked with the idea of giving him his welcome to the league moment. That's right. And good luck, I guess. <laughs> if we've seen if, – if, if it's anything like we saw in the preseason for Victor Wembanyama, you know, the Spurs were playing the Warriors the other night in preseason action. And I saw something that I really had never really seen before – which is the idea of a man over seven feet tall, athletic enough 
to block a Clay Thompson three-pointer at the top of the key and then have the nerve to go finish it off the other end with a dunk for the Spurs. I was like, okay, this Victor Wimanyama thing is going to be a little different. And Luka Doncic and company get to welcome him to the NBA tonight as we get you ready for that game in San Antonio. You can watch that game on ESPN. Ryan Rucco, National TV, who's going to be on the call tonight, was on with Sean and RJ and Bobby earlier today. Uh, really good stuff with him. He said something very interesting that I want to throw to you because, you know, Richard Jefferson is going to be on the call with J.J. Redick on ESPN tonight, and he had detailed one of the things that Jefferson had said coming into the season, which was if LeBron James and Victor Wimanyama were in the same draft together, he would take Victor Wimanyama because how rare of a skill set he has at his size that he would still feel like Victor Wimanyama would be the number one overall pick if him and LeBron James were in the same draft together. Do you agree with that? Um, I because that was a pretty hot take. I don't think I do, but also at the same time, I haven't seen as much of Victor Wimanyama as I have of LeBron James. So that's definitely tainting the uh, tainting the decision here because what you have in theory is a dude who is seven five who does guard skills better than we've seen Kevin Durant do guard skills. Um. And the defensive proposition of what this could be is has, is what I've been thinking on, and just the reach and the length that he has, the like the help defense proposition, he can cut off an entire half of the of the court mm-hmm. without having to do very much movement because of the length and the reach that he has. That's a whole different level of defensive capabilities. Um, and to bring that back localized to the Mavericks, that's going to make it very interesting to see. I'm very interest, interested to see. What that does to the the the, the Mavericks' offensive uh, prospects on the, in this game tonight? Because I know that the probable lineups in the the media notes for the Mavs had Derek Jones Jr. starting. Would you like to know the official starting lineup? Please do, because I was looking Dallas forward, and I couldn't quite find it. Well, it is out, and the starting lineup. Oh. <laughs> what's what's Jason Kidd doing? Shenanigans, apparently. Luka Doncic. Okay, Luka is starting. Kyrie Irving. Sure. Makes sense. Grant Williams. Who is going to have a night tonight because he's tasked with guarding Victor Wimbayama if I if everything goes the way I anticipate. Derek Jones Jr. Oh, he really did it. And Dwight Powell. Don't tell me Dwight Powell. Maxi Kleba. Are oh. your starting five tonight? Is he doing the thing where he makes a point to us? Is that what he's trying to do? Or maybe, look, let me not do that. He's probably trying to put his team I'm in the I'm trying to hold it together way. because I, I almost damn near cussed. Um, like, you know, really? I'm whew. Really? Okay, so the thing about Victor Wimbayama is that they have him playing the four, the power forward. They'll play Zach Collins at the center, like, all the time. Every time that Victor Wimbayama's in, he's not playing as a center. And so what that means is you're going to have to have your small forward or somebody capable of guarding him or trying to guard him. And the tough thing about it is, with the movement that he seems to have been able to show, you're either not tall enough to affect him when it comes to shooting, or you're not fast enough uh, if you are actually tall enough to guard him. And maybe you hope that Grant Williams in strength is what you will do there. But, oh, that's really interesting that he goes there. We had bought into the idea that Derek Lively starts. But you don't go with Derek Lively, and you don't go with Dwight Powell, who I think a lot of people looked at as the kind of legacy starting center just because of the relationship that he has with uh, Luka Doncic and the pick and roll and those things. What's going through your mind? Because I can see you writhing and struggling with this decision. Okay, because number one, there's no Josh Green in the lineup. 
uh, number one. Yeah, I've, I completely skipped over that because of the Maxi Kleba portion of that. That's wild because he just got his extension. He he did. and uh, Okay, so let me back up. Beep. Beep. These are things Jason Kidd does this a little bit. He likes to experiment a little bit. Game one. Early on in the season. And this is a hell of an experiment here. As you are going to welcome Victor Wimbanyama with Derek Jones Jr. and Maxi Kleba in your front court. Because the thing about it is the Derrick Jones Jr., I was like, maybe he's looking for some adequate athleticism and length to well, maybe try and the way he's got it situated, or the way they got it situated, they have Grant Williams as your four. Yeah. So you've got your long, lanky three as Derrick Jones Jr. Yes. But also Ooh. it really, it really I wonder if they effectively kind of play Derrick Jones Jr. as a pseudo five because Maxi Kleba is the better shooter of those two. Because you're gonna need to space the floor still. I don't know. I, I'm I'm not fully understanding exactly what's happening here, and maybe maybe this speaks to what the Maver- what you maybe should expect from the Mavericks this year is there. There's going to be some experimenting. There's going to there's a lot of questions. That Early still need on, to be it answered. sounds like there's going to be. There's a lot of questions that need to be answered for this team. Like you don't know exactly who your center, who the best center option is. You don't know exactly what to do on the wing. You don't know exactly how the defense gets put together. Because the offense is a given. Having Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving on the floor at any given time. Offense is going to be through the roof. It's going to be booming. The problem with this team is you need to find a way to be average at defense. And I don't know that you know exactly what uh, combination of buttons to push, what combination of ingredients to put in the stew to get you the answer of a defense that's respectable. And this is a very interesting first try. Uh, I would say so. I'm trying to think from the athletic standpoint, you get the athleticism in the length of a Derrick Jones Jr., you get the defensive IQ of a Maxi Cleaver. I'm trying to think from a San Antonio perspective, the athleticism that they present, obviously with Victor Wimanyama mm-hmm. in the lineup, what that does for the Mavericks to try and combat some of that as you know, as you look at the starting lineup for the Spurs tonight, which I need to make sure I look at myself. Right. And to be fair, I also think that when it comes to when it comes to Victor Wimanyama, like the Spurs give you a very odd first look like this is not your average NBA team because of the oddity that is Victor Wembanyama. so I wonder if this is going if this speaks more to what Jason Kidd is trying to figure out about this team or this particular matchup that you're faced off against um I think time will tell but for this night he's definitely start us off with uh some question marks and some intrigue which I guess you know what I'm willing to take just in and of itself I'm willing to take the intrigue of what Exactly, is going through that ball headed man's life, uh, mind. Because again, San Antonio is really athletic between Jeremy Sochin, Devin Vassell, mm-hmm. Keldon Johnson, Victor Wimanyama, Zach Collins. Like, this is a pretty, you know, athletic lineup that, you know, Greg Popovich is running out there. So I. And what now? What obviously Derek Lively. If you can't co- hear the confusion in my voice, like, it's, it's palpable. Like, I, I don't understand. Well, I don't understand this. I don't understand that lineup. Yeah, Derek Lively is going to come in off the bench. I imagine you're going to see the likes of Josh Green off the bench. You're going to see um, Jaden Hardy maybe off the bench. I'm. I also need to see what the rotation is. I. I think what's funny is we thought that we at least knew what the starting point was going to be as yes. they tried to figure out. Yes. And what we've learned is that we didn't learn very much to begin with. So I think that's that maybe speaks as the highest of volumes about this Mavericks team, which is I I can't 
bank on them being a certain level of good in this West. There's a lot of questions with them. And there's a lot of places where it could go wrong. And even if it goes right, it's very evident that it's going to take some time and there's going to be maybe some stumbles along the way. This looks like it's going to be a team that's in the play-in situation. And if that's the case, um, all of these all of these stumbles and all of these experiments better give you some answers because if you're stumble, if you're into that place where you're going to have to play your way into uh, postseason contention, once you get there, you need to know. You need to have answers. And I guess the thing that confuses me the most about the Maxi Kleba thing is I thought at the very least, if you're starting Derek Lively at the start, uh, start of the season, you give him an opportunity to grow throughout the course of the season. Yes. Because what you maybe are um, aligning yourself or resigning yourself to is you know you're not going to win all the games that are available for you to win, but hopefully getting into the a, a possibility to play into the tournament with a dude who has the maximum amount of experience because you just gave him all the time he possibly could would give you an opportunity on the back end. And that's not necessarily the mentality off of game one. So I'm I'm very intrigued to see what the rotations are in this game and maybe see if we can start to get an idea of what Jason Kidd might be thinking. Because right now, it's a big old zero in my book. Yeah, as I try to, you know, recover from being floored by what I just saw with the starting lineup, let's try to, you know, for me, what I think we may see on the floor tonight. Okay. So Luka Doncic talking to the media yesterday. Look for some off-ball stuff between him and Kyrie. Luca playing off-ball a little bit more. Absolutely. And some more catch-and-shoot opportunities, which is something that apparently he said he has worked on this offseason, becoming a better catch-and-shoot three-point shooter, which if he is an average catch-and-shoot three-point shooter, this offense becomes that much more lethal because that is something he has struggled with throughout the course of his career as being a guy that can simply catch-and-shoot the three, especially from the corners. That's not something that's necessarily been his forte in his career. And that's going to be great if you can get him to do that because it just changes the ways that you have to guard him and it, yes. it adds more questions to a defense that's already has a lot of questions trying to guard Luka Doncic. You know what I just thought of? And going back again to this lineup, one of the reasons why the thoughts were it's either going to be Derek Lively or Dwight Powell is because both of those guys have in their repertoire the pick and roll. Pick and roll has been so vital to the identity of this Mavericks offense. You going to run some of that with Derek Jones Jr. a little bit? I don't know if any of these starters are capable of really running the pick and roll, which makes me wonder, are they going to try and change the offensive identity? Not entirely, but are they trying to shift their offensive identity a little bit away from the pick and roll? And maybe as I start to kind of process it now, because that's a great point, one of the things I'm starting to process now is the idea, okay, Max Kleba is your best stretch five. What's one way to combat the idea of Victor Wimbanyama? Spread. Spread everything out and yeah, keep and- him away from the basket and test his athleticism. Yeah to go cover the perimeter with guys that theoretically can shoot, you know, from the four and five positions, which Grant Williams can do, Maxi Kleba can do from the four and five spots. So that means, okay, Victor, we're keeping you away from the basket tonight is what we're doing. But then if you really wanted to, you could just put him on Derrick Jones Jr. sink. Um, and then this is also the thing, and maybe the idea is we just got to see it. Because, again, game one, there's not as much, um, you know, film or whatever. You know, there's not necessarily a dossier on these folks. Um, I wonder if, because in theory, he is so long and lanky that he he can help back over by not having to go that far if he's like on the help side and if he's on the far side. If his guy's in that corner, he doesn't have to be all the way over there because he can stretch and he can get there a little bit quicker. He can recover, yeah. He can recover. So I wonder if he ends up still in being in a way even as you try and spread the floor for him. So I'm very intrigued to see how this actually plays out in game one. And But I think for me, the thing that's hit me the most is what does this say about the thinking of Jason Kidd? Because it's opened up a lot, a lot more of possible thought processes than where we had previously been. 
And I, I'm not even certain if that's good or bad in this moment. If you had told me Derrick Jones was going to start the season in the lineup for the Dallas Mavericks after kind of being a guy that was signed toward the end, you know, of the, you know, the offseason, I would have told you, well, hell no. But here we are, opening night, and Derrick Jones Jr., along with Maxi Cleveland. But I think that's the mindset that I'm starting to formulate is the idea these dudes, Grant Williams and Maxi Cleveland at the four and five, stretch the floor, shoot the ball from three, keep Wimby, but they're going to find out real quick how athletic he is to show and recover to be able to get back to the basket and be able to handle some things sure. uh, there. So, going to look, he has created intrigue in game number one. <laughs> That's right, 214. Already got me going off on Jason Kidd and what he's out here attempting to do with this starting lineup. Tip off at 8.30 on ESPN Mavericks Spurs. I can't wait till like 10 o'clock once we've seen a little bit more of this and I can maybe have, because right now we're just pontificating and trying to work in the theoretical. I can't wait to have a little bit in front of me where I can go, oh, okay, I can see some things and piece some things together. That'd be real helpful. You know what's happening right now? What's that? They are lighting Jason Kidd up on, ten, on the timeline right now. I mean, yeah. We, lighting him up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't blame them, but I also, I'm just very much in a, I, I got to see this. Um, wait and see mode. Well, wait and see is one way. I said, I got to see this, which, you know, sometimes can be can be a little bit different, right? It can be, huh, I'm very intrigued to see. Or it could be, oh, this might be a mess. I need, I need, I need to see what this mess about. Coming up next here on the Get Right, Revenge KG here on your home of the AL champion, Texas Rangers. Justin Mares of the Pro Football Network covering the Dallas Cowboys. She joins us next on 105 Through the Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back here on the Get Right with Reggie KG here on 105.3 The Fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula, Larry D. Flores holding it down for you here. Appreciate you joining us tonight on Odyssey and the Odyssey app, the truckred.com text line. 877-881-1053 coming up here in just a moment via the Boomer Jacks Bar and Grill Hotline. Jess Navarra is covering the Dallas Cowboys for the Pro Football Network. will join us here to get us ready for Cowboys Rams on Sunday afternoon as the text line and Twitter are just lighting Jason Kidd up from the 817. Um, fire Jason Kidd already. Um, that's, that's a little that, that That's doing a lot. Uh, for the 940, I love this one. It's game one. Nobody's dying. <laughs> I, I still, I, as soon as I heard that, I was like, he's not going to. He'll never. He's going to want that one back so bad. Live that down. Ever. Right now, though, we go to the Boomer Jacks Bar and Grill Hotline where we welcome in Dallas Cowboys beat reporter for the Pro Football Network, 
host on the Girls Talk Boys Talk podcast. And noted Swifty. Full-time Swifty. Mm-hmm. Jess Navarez joining the Get Right. Jess, what's going on? Hello, friends. What an introduction. I couldn't have asked for a better one. <laughs> okay. Uh, we appreciate you joining us. I have to get it out the way. Thank you. I appreciate it. The, the NFL <laughs> and Taylor Swift. It seems like for Swifties, a marriage made in Swifty heaven. What have you made of the entirety of the relationship of the NFL and Taylor Swift and the most unseasoned handshake I've ever seen in my life from Taylor Swift and Brittany Mahomes. All right. Well, let me just say the (laughs) marriage of Taylor Swift and NFL is nothing new to me because if y'all have listened to any podcast I've done over the last four years, y'all will hear Taylor Swift references and and Easter eggs and lyrics. Like that's nothing new to me, but the fact that it's public now, I am thriving. Like I am truly living my best life right now with this little merge. Uh, The handshake, it could use work. I'll give them that. (laughs) It was week one, if you will, like who isn't rusty on week one, you know? So we'll we'll give them that, but I love it. All right. Uh, Look, I'm not, I think we got enough Swift here. I'm look. I'm here for people you enjoying brought, themselves. You brought Jess on here, so you it was Taylor Swift at all points. And look, <laughs> we we I think we got the ref, requisite Swift conversation. Shout out to Taylor. Um, Shout out to my queen Taylor Swift. Yeah, she's not so She she yeah. picked she picked the right dude because he plays on a team and she loves a red lip. You know what I mean? There you oh, go. Oh wow! There, there look you go. At you. There you go. Um, However, let's talk about these Cowboys. Let's let's bring the room down. Um, Let's start. What transition you had there? All right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, see. I'm just gonna have to shake that one off. Uh, Um, uh, What is happening here? All right. Yeah. There it is. There it is. We can't leave a blank space. You know, I'm gonna leave the room since all the Swift ref. What? You just got bad blood now? Anyways. Wow. um, I can't. I can't. I can't stop myself. Anyways. Um. No. With the with these Cowboys, Jared Jones came on these very airwaves and basically laid it out that if there was going to be a trade as at this nearing trade deadline, the trade would have to come to the Cowboys. The Cowboys would not go looking for it. And I know that that caused a lot of uproar in Cowboys Nation. How did you hear those comments? How did those sound to you for a team in the Cowboys that feel like they're underachieving? Here's the thing. And, and here's what I worry about in terms of trading for what you've seen from the Cowboys for the six weeks that they've played, not including the bye week, obviously, but what worries me is, yes, you can make a splash trade and you can get a really good trade going still. There's still some guys out there that I think can be a great addition to this roster. However, the problem is the utilization because you already have weapons, especially on your offensive side of the ball, Brandon Cooks, that's barely getting utilized in week six of the season. You have a guy like CeeDee Lamb who's been producing, but not enough, right? So you have all of this. You have your full loaded running back room that the usage and the distribution just has not been there. So for me, when Jerry came on to say that they're actively not going to look for something, I mean, it's Jerry. I wasn't too surprised by it. I I think um, I did appreciate his, you know, task in saying we're not going to make a move just to be risky about it. I think, good, you shouldn't. You shouldn't do something just to be risky. Do it to be smart. So if they're going to have an addition to actually use, that's one thing. But then again, you don't, you haven't seen really a fair usage of any player across the board for the Cowboys for the last six weeks that they've played. So I don't know, guys. All I know is that that trade deadline is looming, and uh, we'll see what happens. 
Jess, when you look at this team now through its first six games, four and two, still have its goals in front of them. What was your biggest takeaway from the first six games of this season as they get ready to take on the Rams that you want to see continue for this team for the rest of the year? Well, what I want to see continue is what you saw in the Chargers game of week six, which was uh, a mixture of things that you've needed to see, and they're still not perfect. I want to see that continue to be the starting line. So, for example, a mobile Dak Prescott, not saying he needs to do it all the time, but when he should do it, it should be an unpredictable part of his game. And so I think that's what makes it a strong aspect of his, is that he's not a running quarterback. He's not a mobile guy. That's okay, but use it if you can, and don't overuse it either. So I liked uh, Dak's usage of legs. I think everyone can agree that the Cowboys just play better overall in that aspect. I think something else that is boding well for them, well, hello, CeeDee Lamb. Hello, wide receiver one. Thank you for entering the chat. Continue to get him more production as well on the offensive side of the ball. Defensive side, I think things are starting to come together. I think the run game uh, unfortunately, with LVE out, you're not really going to get a good gauge on how they're doing in the run game uh, just yet until a couple weeks have passed because that's kind of what happened last season after he went out with that next stinger. Um, but, look, you're a 4-2 team. can't really say much. Yes, the two losses that they had, they were upsets, right? But bouncing back, you're healthy, and I think that's the biggest thing. Other than that, it's, it's really what they decide to do with it at this point. We're talking to Jess Navarez. She works for Pro Football Network covering the Cowboys right here on 105 through the fan. And Jess, um, it sounded like uh, from what you were talking about with utilization that you might agree with my um, kind of thoughts on this offense right now. But let me ask it explicitly. Are, Are you satisfied with the entirety of the Mike McCarthy Texas Coast system as it pertains to these Cowboys? I mean, honestly, I I don't think you know what that is yet exactly because you haven't seen a consistent Texas Coast offense for the last six times that these guys have gotten together and played. And a large part of that is you have only had a healthy offensive line, starting offensive line, for the last three weeks that have been able to practice together. So really that's the domino effect that's going to trickle down in all aspects of your game. You go back to the run game. Why hasn't it been established? Well, if you don't have a healthy and cohesive O-line, that's just not going to happen, right? So as far as what you've seen from Mike McCarthy's offense, I like glimpses of it, but there's also work that needs to be done. One of the biggest things for me is getting that tight end room involved in the passing game. Yes, they've been great in blocking. They've done their due diligence in blocking, and I think that's a large coast of uh, you know West Coast offensive style, but get them more involved in that. Uh, and for me, too, ball distribution between the running backs right? You had a one-two punch that worked last season and the season before that, before that was even what it was called with Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. Now you have a healthy Rico Dowdle that's physical, he's fast, and he's speedy, and why haven't we seen more of him, right? So I think there's glimpses of what it can be, but, you know, if this is the starting point from what you're going to see it expand to, I'm okay with that because, personally, I'm okay with seeing the Cowboys kind of take their time to progress up until this point and not peak out and top out like you're going to start to see with some of the other top teams, which is just kind of the natural cycle of football. Jess, what's been the conversation as the Cowboys get ready for the Rams that is on your top of the mind most? Oh, man. I, uh, hmm. That's a good one. That's a good one. You sent me. I think as the, as the Cowboys get ready for the Rams, something that I personally want to see, and whether it be the Rams or any team, is 
I want to see a more disciplined team in, in terms of penalties. And right. So Mike McCarthy talked about it earlier this week, saying that that was something he was honing in on, especially because those pre-snap penalties, those are killer. Those are self-inflicted wounds. You just cannot afford to have in any game. So this week, really eyes all eyes are all on those pre-snap penalties because that was another reoccurring issue from last season. Uh, they nipped it in the butt. That was great. But let's see if they can continue to do that. So for me personally, that's something I'm looking at, but that's just because I'm really harsh when it comes to the penalties, guys. I don't know if you all know this. You listen to Girls Talk, Boys Talk. We have a little game on there saying take a shot every time Jess nags about the penalties. So you can continue your drinking game this week uh, if uh, that continues to happen. But hopefully we don't have to do that. Someone needs to nag about these penalties that keep showing up. Um, we're talking to Jess Navarez of Pro Football Network right here on 105 through the fan. And Jess, uh, I know that the linebacking situation has been a little bit dire as obviously you lost to Marvion Overshone in the preseason. You lose uh, Leighton Vanderesh during the course of this season. Now you're left with Damone Clark and you're left with, um, my goodness, name slides right out of my, out of my head. And although I'm looking Marquise at number 14. Bell. There you go. Marquise Bell. Marquise yeah. Bell. Um, who has stepped up admirably um, for the for the time period where you do not have Leighton Vander Esch. Is that going to be sufficient? I understand Marquis Bell has stepped up and played as well as you could possibly ask for him, but is that sufficient? Because I think when it comes to people asking for trades, one of those big places is linebacker for, for some level of depth and help. I think the depth is very concerning for the linebacker room just because it's such a young group. Um, and especially because you're talking about a guy like Leighton Van Der Esch. That is your communicator. That's your diagnose, uh, diagnoser. Is that a word? I think I just made that a word. But you know what I mean. He's going to diagnose the offense and he's going to communicate it. He has that green dot in his helmet. Um, and so something that stood out to me today, even just talking in the locker room to J. Ron Curse, is he's the one that takes over that responsibility if Leighton's out. So J. Ron has the green dot, something he's done before, something he's comfortable with but how highly he spoke of that linebacker room to feel confident in them and that there's not a drop-off without Leighton in there and their ability to communicate up front, that's helpful to me. Coming from J. Ron Curse, who y'all know he's blunt, y'all know he's honest, he's going to say it how it is, he was very, very high on this young linebacker room. So, look, if you can make it happen, make it happen, but that that doesn't mean to force anything. So I personally like uh, Damone Clark's production. I think that's something to – um, to note about is that he's worked hand in hand with Leighton this entire time. Uh, keep in mind, him and Leighton really went through the rehab process together because when Damone was rehabbing, guess who's right next to him at all of those sessions? Leighton Vandresh, because he wanted to be kind of showing the ropes and all of that. So, look, if you're going to stick with this mentality of believing in the next guy up, kind of have to do that all the way around. But look, if a good trade comes, do it. I'm not opposed to it. It just has to be something that's really worth it. And somebody that's going to get utilized. But, yeah, shout-out to Damone Clark, Marquise Bell. Absolutely just a threat. He was talking about the other day on a conference call. Uh, somebody asked him, what do you do when a 300-pound guy's coming after you? And he said, attack it. Just, you know, casually. I wish, I wish I could be that cool if somebody <laughs> asked me that question. I'd be like, uh, run away. No, I love his mentality, and I think he's, a, he's one heck of a guy. All right, last question. I'm going to have some fun real quick before we let you go. Is the Cheesecake Factory the worst place to go on a first date? Oh, my goodness, guys. Um, no, it's not. It is not. Personally, the only vendetta I have with the Cheesecake Factory is that I don't think cheesecake is a cake, and so it would open up the whole discussion that it's a pie. Mm-hmm. So that would be my argument. It should be called the Cheese Pie Factory, not the Cheesecake Factory. I but think, yeah, I look, think that sounds crazy, it though. Depends. I'm a, I'm a priest. 
for a second. It depends on how they're treating you. Keep your standards high. It has nothing to do with where they're taking you. They're treating you right. It should not matter where they're taking you, people. Come on. It's crazy. And if not, you can just shake them off. How about that? And not, you can just listen to Taylor Swift and get some dogs and you'll be fine. Not get some dogs. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Jess, Jess really does love the critters. That's right. That's I, right. I do. I have my two dogs. I'm surprised you don't hear one chewing on his bone right here next to me because that's exactly what he's doing. Jess, as always, thank you so much for the time. Really appreciate it. Tremendous stuff there as the Cowboys get ready to, to take on the Los Angeles Rams on Sunday afternoon. You can catch her, what, Monday through Thursday on Girls Talk, Boys Talk, correct? Yep, Monday through Thursday, 4 o'clock Central Time on DallasCowboys.com. With uh, Nicole Hutchison and Aisha Morrison. Aisha Morrison. And then on Monday, we have Christy Scales. We love all of them. Fantastic ladies. I'm very blessed to get to work with them every day. And we appreciate you guys for lending a little bit of your services to the Get Right. There she goes. Appreciate you, Jess. Jess Thank you, guys. There she goes. Jess Navarra is of the Pro Football Network. Enough to join us here on the get right from the 972 cheesecake is just pie in disguise. But it's delicious, so it's incredible. That's the biggest part. All right, coming up next here on the get right. What's the worst date you've ever had? I want to know your dates from hell. 877-881-1053, truckred.com text line. What is the worst date you've ever had? Next on the get right. Hey, man, shout out to former Dallas Maverick, Christoph Porzingis tonight. Why'd you have to do it like that? Hooping. What you mean? Oh, former Washington Wizard. There was a lot. There's a former couple of places. Nick. Yeah, that, that's the one that's pertinent right now as he's he's lighting up Madison Square Garden. That's the one you could have said. He is. You you did that to sm- to, to make it smart on these on these uh, Mavs fans. That's not, uh, that's not right. You don't like, have to do that. I'm just getting my Jason Kidd on, you know, trolling Mavs fans. Okay. All right. Uh, Christoph Porzingis got has 28 points tonight as the... And he has been shooting at will. Yes, he has got the green light from the three-point line as the uh, Celtics are trying to hang on in New York. It's the Get Right Reggie KG right here on 105.3 The Fan as we count down to Maverick Spurs in San Antonio and the NBA debut of Victor Wimbanyama as Luka Doncic and company... Welcome him to the NBA. If you didn't hear, the starting lineup for the Dallas Mavericks <laughs> had us all confused, has Mavericks fans, MFFLs confused. It is Luka Doncic, Kyrie Irving, Grant Williams, no harm, no foul there, Derek Jones Jr., and Maxi Kleba. Those are your starting five tonight. I just let me, let me see what the game is. I'm just you're just ready. Like just put it out there. On yeah, the floor. My, my brain is done doing the hypotheticals. If I'm gonna work my brain this hard, it's gonna be on some stuff that I didn't actually seen. Well, shout out to Jason Kidd for uh, putting that out there. Uh, let's uh, have a little fun here on the get right. As we have seen this list go viral, the list of places women absolutely refuse to go on a first date. Yeah, this this is based off of basically at this point years of conversations on social media <laughs> compiled the data that have that have just been like you know arguments of the day for right. years and years and years that have just been compiled to the various places that people have uh tried to shame others for saying that they took somebody on a first date uh and the number one place apparently that's the worst i don't place. think that it's ranked i think it's this is just a this is just a, comp- a comprehensive list of the things that have been talked about oh, okay. I, don't, so I don't know if this is ranked particular order well Cheesecake Factory is there at number one, I guess. Uh, Applebee's, Chili's, Chipotle, Olive Garden, uh, the movies, your house. 
any fast food chain, Buffalo Wild Wings, and then our favorite. No, I'm just joking. Uh, Wingstop. Those are some of the individual places where women absolutely refuse to go on a first date. So the question is, what's the worst first date you've ever been on? Or date in general. I don't think we need to limit this to first dates. Let's or just date. Okay, in general. Let's, okay. let's hear your dates from hell. Look, man. Yeah, yeah. Look, we we're we're about uh, what less than a week. If I'm doing my math right, mm-hmm. about a week away from um, Halloween. So yeah, let's get some some dating horror stories. Let's do that. Um, <laughs> let's see here. Uh, we'll start with the. Now wait a minute. Oh wow, this is a lot. Yeah, there's a lot happening. I'll let, you, you, you see did, the one I'm talking about? Nope, but it seemed like you went for the the highest realm, which we got to work our way up there. Uh, let's start. Oh with, no, I want to go straight for no. You know. Let's start here at the two one four that okay. says they took their ex to Taco Cabana for the first date. Probably why she left me is what they said. Um, you thought Taco Cabana was the move? Oh, on see, the look first at you, look at you doing the thing. See, this is what the segment can't be. The segment <laughs> can't be tee you up. To, let, let, tell yeah. tell me your your tough no. time so I can so I can laugh at you. No, that can't be the no, segment. We KG. Keep, no, we got to keep it all the way hundred. Nah, you're not gonna be mean to these folks. No, no, don't do if, that. If this ain't the get right, we gonna get you right. Yeah, okay? but you can get them right. What you're doing right there is not right. You, that's not that's not getting them right. You're just being a jerk. No, I'm trying to get the folks where they need to be. And you thought that was the move, Taco Cabana on the first. Come on, man. All you're doing is continuing the list. Ex- See, you, that's another one you could add. Yes, you could add to the oh, list. Oh, so right? you agree with the list. Let's start here. You agree with that list. Uh, no. There's okay, some see, on here that's... But now, now you're just doing the thing that other people was doing what, what's on that? the text line. What's that? Being a jerk. No. Telling people that no. their, their, their idea... Because this is a thing, right? And this is a sage piece of wisdom, right? The idea of, like, what do women like? The answer to that is anything. Oh, mm. and this is and mm. when I say that, listen to me when I say that. Okay, there is a woman out there who likes the thing that you are thinking about in this instance. Okay. It might not be the particular woman you're dealing with, but the idea that you have to do something in particular for for just quote unquote women, yeah. is not true, right? Like the idea of like, oh man, women don't like short dudes. Oh, that's a lie. I know plenty of short dudes out here. There's a lot of small kids out here, yeah, right? Yeah. And it's, so there's definitely some women out there that like this. Clearly, right? The women don't like bald dudes. Brother, they out here, right? So I think the idea that there's anything in particular that all women like and treating them as a monolith is not really a thing. Um, that being said, I mean, you could play the percentages on some of this stuff. Yeah, that, that's that, that's uh, a low percentage move. Taco Cabana, I think that's on the lower percentage end. Unless y'all have had a conversation about it, right? Unless y'all have had a conversation about Even it. Even if you had a conversation you don't know. about the idea, that was the first place that came to mind? I mean, this is with all due respect. No, it's not. There's no respect. There's no Cabana. respect in that. No, he's he's lying. He's trying to cover his tracks. That was very disrespectful. You heard his voice. Uh, this is where Larry participates in the program. Larry ain't participating. Come on, Larry. What was the worst day? What? You, you're not giving him any reason to participate. The first person I read <laughs> off this text line, you blocked it into the third row like it was Dikembe Mutombo. <laughs> you really think I'm going to say anything now? Yeah. Wow, Larry. Yeah. Wow. All right. All right, cool. Um, let's see here. Uh, oh, wait a minute. From the 817, getting pulled over while taking my date home and got no insurance ticket expired six days ago. Completely forgot. That's tough. So That's you were just really out here showing you, you was irresponsible. Yeah, unfortunately, that broadcasts the wrong things. That's a great way to... I, I hope that the impression prior to that had been really good. I hope so. Yeah, I hope the date was phenomenal before that, because if I had looked at you 
and you was my day talking about you got no insurance. Oh, you can get me out this car. Oh, there's the insurance adjuster that just you, jumped, you, jumped you, out. You're damn right. He just jumped you out. You can't be financially responsible enough to keep me safe in your car by not having by having insurance. Yeah, you can go somewhere. KG really did set this whole segment up as a as a uh, as an opportunity. To be, uh, to be judgmental. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Hey, hey, hey you didn't have to say the quiet part out loud. It was, it was, it was all a jump off. That's all this was. Wow. That's crazy. I thought we were going to just be here no, and commiserate we are. together. We are. Okay. See, th- there's one way this segment could go, which is just like an opportunity like, hey, this is my fun story of like when it was kind of bad. You know what I mean? And we could all commiserate together and appreciate and laugh about time. Well, what's what's your fir- worst first day? Why in the actual <laughs> hell do you think I would respond to that with everything that has happened? Wow. Okay. With everything that has happened. Well, the idea being here, as you mentioned, it's a safe space. But this is the problem. You didn't prove that it's, it ain't nothing safe about this no, space. No, I just want to help people, you know, do, be, be better not, for themselves. You know you're not. You're trying to help yourself no. laughing at some folks. You're trying to get your jollies off. I see you. I'm familiar with your I game. Pl- I got plenty of them, too. That's Oh, wow. Sure. Wow. Um, no, this, this, I guess the thing that I would talk about, and I, I don't say this to try and say anything bad about this, this young woman because she was very nice. Uh, but I went on a date with a young woman and it felt like most of the time. And of course, like I want her to talk more than me for the most part. I want uh-huh. to get to know her. Right. I'm not saying that I won't talk at all, but obviously I'm trying to get to know her. And it felt like a lot of the stories that she was talking about was like, you know, so, some former friend that had done her wrong, oh, how no. somebody had gotten in a fight and stuff like that. And oh, I was just like no. the the largely the takeaway that I had is like, oh, there's a difference in maturity level. And again, I say that with as little judgment as possible, possible. But there's just like a difference in maturity level between the two of us. And I was like, yo, yeah, the you know, how, how, how you and your former best friend got in some fights and things like this. That's not that's not really what I was what I was what I was in it for. And so, yeah, yeah, that ended up being, you know, having to sit through some stories that make you like in theory, you'd be like, damn, that's crazy. Except yeah. you can't really say to somebody that you just, you know, what I mean, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, yeah, this is this is not this is not the way. This uh, is not how it's going to go. I will say the worst first date that I've ever been on was one that actually didn't wind up actually happening. Oh, you. All right. Who stood up? Who? I, I got stood up. Oh, no. Yeah. Because here's the thing. I was in college. So in college, you think you're balling when you got a 21, you know, meal, plan, you know, 21. Oh, you was taking her to the, to the, to the, to the mess hall. To the, you got it. Wow. So, you know, I'm thinking, okay, cool. Yes, I did that for your benefit, Larry. I know that you, I know that you are a serviceman. Thank you for your service. <laughs> I hope Thank you got you. a chuckle right. out of that. That's right. Since you're not going to participate. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I thought, I'll say, like, cool. I got this, you know, dope meal plan. I can, you know. I got the extra swipes. I got the extra swipes. We can, we can get you the name brand cereals in there. Bruh. They got You they can got take some home with you. Let's go. Have good conversation. The pizza's eat. usually decent. Dope. You okay. know, you can get an omelet. There's an omelet station. Call her up. Hey, you know, we're going to go to X Dining Hall here, right? She never showed up. Oh. Never showed up. So we should put the dining hall on the list? Is that what you're telling me? Probably. Okay. Yeah. Don't probably. don't take her to the to the dining hall. Probably. Don't do that. Um other ones here. So there was one I, I wanted to read in particular. Uh where did it go? Damn it. I'll find it. Oh, here it is. Uh from the 214. I once went out with a woman. My cousin set us up. Immediately after meeting this woman. I got a very distinct smell permeating oh, no. off of her. Not hygiene. The smell uh, was a very smelly smell. What, wait, wait. 
The text I it smelled. broke it broke up. Damn it. Smelly. Oh, here we go. The smell, as I piece it together, the smell was of cat urine. I decided to be nice after all. She was very attractive, and I just assumed she had cats at home. At the end of no, the night, don't do this. she invited me into her home, which don't I happily this. agreed to, but upon entering, I didn't see a cat anywhere. All right. Zero cats, not one cat. I still handled my business, but was left, check this out, perplexed. Yeah, you 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 was in the Twilight Zone. <laughs> Because now for, forever, for the rest of your days, you will be wondering, where did that, where did that smell where come did from? It come from? Where did it come from? Where did it come from? Yeah, y'all keep those rolling in on the uh, text line, 877-811-1053. Yeah, hi- hygiene's such a tough one, man. Yeah, that, 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 that's rough. That's rough. Uh, from the 469, back when I was in high school, I got a date with my dream girl, and when I dropped her off at home, wait a minute, I locked the door to my car while it was running oh no and had to go inside her house and call my mother that's adorable to you kind of you were shook my car for me you were shook you had a great time <laughs> locked the locked the door he was like look i gotta make sure to finish off you know i gotta make sure to take her to the take her to the door make sure that her pops ain't watching so i'm you know make Could sure you, everything's right he's like hey can you I, I need to get back in the car can you can you let me no nope nope locked out had to had to call his mom to come get him. <laughs> Well, this look, you, you had already you had already completed the now you just had to you had to worry about your gas. That's all. Oh, wow. This nine four zero. I have to read on the other side of the break because it's like extra long, but it looks really, really funny. By the way, that person who had the insurance person, they said, KG, it was my mistake. I worked 80 hours that week. It was Christmas season for us. Yeah. Look at FedEx you. delivery. Guys. Look at you being a jerk. I'm not being a jerk. I just want to make sure you protect the people out here. OK. They didn't say that they was Half doing. The damn state of Texas don't have insurance. They wasn't doing it on purpose. They just hadn't looked in a second. It's, it happens. Six days. You look at your insurance every week. No, I don't look at it every week. But I, I know, when, say, it, I know I, when it expires. I was really hoping that he'd be like, "Yeah, I check it every time I get in relax, the car." Relax. Relax. Uh, Jeez. Sounded like Carl Winslow. Get out of here. <laughs> wow. What? Slander Carl Winslow for what? One hundred percent. That's my namesake. That's Reginald Bell Johnson. We we good like that. We can do that. Oh, good point. Mm-hmm. I'll keep those rolling in on the text line, 877-881-1053. Coming up next, let's go position by position, pause, as we talk wow. about the Rangers and the Diamondbacks. Unbelievable. Who's got the advantage get next on the get right. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 